welcome to Life in Private Staffing with me, Philippa Smith, MD of Silver Swan Recruitment. As we all know, the private sector is a pretty crazy one. Not only can it be very challenging to work in, but it can be pretty lonely too, as let's face it, no one really understands what it is that we do. So let's come together, help, support, educate and inspire one another, and hopefully we'll have a laugh along the way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back once again to another episode of Life in Private Staffing with me, Philippa Smith. How are you? Are you good? All good here, really. Not a huge amount to report. We've had like one hot day. Bloody hell. Big whoop. What's going on this year? Honestly, only, well, only people living in the UK listening to this will understand that we've had no summer. Um, obviously, a massive heat wave across the Mediterranean, across Europe. Too hot, apparently. So it's either too hot or too cold up here. Anyway, we're all good, ever so busy. Um, I swear people talk about the private industry being quite over the summer. Like, we're so busy, which is really good. Really busy, really good. Lots going on here. We are, um, we've now started communicating our plans to come over to the States, which is cool. From the 24th of September, we leave, which is a Sunday. So from Monday, the 25th of September, we are in New York for three nights. We're in San Fran for following two nights. We're in LA for the next three nights and then Florida for the next four nights, I think. So on paper, it sounds really fun. In reality, I think we're going to be absolutely fucking knackered. Um, I think we uh, have forgotten the fact that there's like time differences and all the rest, but we're going to come. We've had a massive response. So we put out on our WhatsApp groups and a huge response. Loads of people have been in touch to say they want to come and see us, which is awesome. So I think we're going to be super busy. I think there's going to be opportunities for you guys to meet each other because we're definitely in each city. We'll definitely have like an evening where we all get together. So yeah, really exciting. So today we've got oh, one of our favorite chefs in the whole wide world. Michele, we've got on. He has been on our books for years. We have placed him two, if not three times. And he's just amazing. And we're so happy to have him. He actually came to me and said, I'll come on and tell my story, which is amazing. He's just also just like, you know, like I don't know how many chefs listen to this, but like there are some really good chefs in the world and there are some very difficult chefs in the world. He's just a really good chef, a really, really good chef. No ego, no bother, super passionate, the most kind, caring, considerate person you'll ever meet. Um, anyway, his career is fab- fabulous. He's worked in some amazing places, worked his way up through the restaurant route, but done Michelin here, Michelin there, does the most, worked for the most incredible places and then moved into private chefing uh, not a huge amount, ago, amount of time ago, sort of five or six years. And he just absolutely loves what he does. And it's just such a, it's just so lovely speaking to him. It's lovely speaking to anybody who still loves what they do. Um, and a lot of people I speak to on this podcast still are super passionate. And that's what keeps us here, I guess. Like you can't do this job if you're not passionate. Um, it will just sort of drive you out. So very grateful to have him on the show and come and tell his story. So let's crack on. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good morning to everybody. Thanks for the opportunity. I was absolutely really looking forward. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's just because I love this podcast. You know, I'm following, I listen anytime I can. So uh, I was wondering uh, and I asked your colleague as well if it was possible, you know, a possibility, you know, to uh, be part. So uh, thank you very much. Really, really, really happy, seriously, to be here with all of you. Lovely. Well, no, I'm grateful because I say all the time, come in, if you're beyond, beyond, not many people come to me and say, I'll be on, I'll come and talk about my career. And so people that do, I'm just like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, well, don't get me wrong, some people do, but the fact that you came to us and said, I'll be, I'll play a part, I'll, I'll contribute. Because that's the thing, it, like, this is rubbish if people don't contribute. So, like, so I'm really grateful for people that put their hand up and say, I'll come and do it. 
Well, if he goes well, we can do another one in a while, eh, to be honest exactly. with you. <laughs> Absolutely. I can be, if I've got the time, I can be every week. Brilliant. We've not had a chef on for ages. Our chef ones always do really well. It's just something a little bit different. No disrespect, but some people find chefs uh, can be quite difficult to work with. So it's actually quite nice to get chefs on to realize that you are very normal people that are also experience the same challenges, highs and lows in the industry, and that if we unite, it's, everything's a better place. So loads to talk about today. You've got some incredible experience. We've obviously worked and placed you numerous times, so we know you very well as a candidate, which is great. Tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing right now. Where are you in the world at the moment, and what are you up to work-wise? Well, just been uh, um, as every summer in Saint-Tropez. We spend with the family, with the principals, and their guests about six, seven weeks. Fantastic place. Obviously, Saint-Tropez is the third year in a row because obviously uh, I'm still working with them. Chefs need, the private chef, when they go somewhere like Saint-Tropez or Monaco or wherever, you know, one of the things they've got to bear in mind is... Uh, uh, not our holidays, their holidays. So uh, this is very important, you know. The time you got for yourself, obviously it depends how big is the, the family, how many guests they got, how many parties they have per, per week. So uh, it's, uh, it's really, really a uh, straight, hard job. You will see the sea from uh, top the hill, basically. You wake up very early in the morning because you need to organize your grocery. You need to have a little meeting, uh, obviously, uh, with the rest of the team, with the house manager or the butler, etc. And then you take your scooter and you go to the market. Buy what you need to buy. I do every day. The shopping is basically uh, fish and meat is really every single day. Uh, fruit and veg, they can deliver in you know, a couple of days. But you go there because you must check. Chef needs to have a contact, real human contact with the suppliers, with the market, with the shop. Because uh, uh, basically, you're going to cook the product you choose. And this is, this is absolutely simple. When we are, uh, you know, when the summer, especially in summer, when we go to these beautiful places, you know, uh, is, uh, as I say, the job is really focused. The job is must be extremely made perfectly because... Yet again, is there a time off? Is there holiday? Uh, and uh, it's not just a cook a lunch and uh, a breakfast. You've got to be ready for the afternoon snacks, for the fresh fruits and the granita or ice creams, uh, which you usually are make it, you know, down the swimming pool. You need to uh, take on board the request the guests they got as well. So uh, it's basically uh, on 24 hours, the day is 24 hours, basically 18 hours, 17 hours, you got to be extremely uh, awake and focused and organized. Once you've got your organization, your fridge there nicely tidy and neat and full of stock, you know, with the rotation. This is very important. And the collaboration with the, the rest of the team, the job comes, you know, much, much more easy. So that uh, is something uh, quite vital, you know, in the households, okay, to uh, be uh, super, extremely flexible. And then one really simple tip is just uh, when they ask something, it's just a uh, yes, sir, or yes, madam, without a doubt, without a problem. So when you do that, when you got that uh, attitude, which is can be different if you work in hotel and the rest of that, 
particularly mostly. In households, you prepare a menu, yes, for what you got in your mind, for what you like to cook, what's your style. This is very important, of course. But uh, the food and the menus organization in the private household is reflects more the taste of the principles. In hotel and the restaurant, you cook for a vast majority of the people, different people, okay, but and you can uh, space up a, a little bit, you know, I would like to do this, I would like to do that. Obviously, uh, in a prou- private household, you got to cook exclusively for uh, the family, and you have to do it uh, by their what they like. You cannot cook something they don't they dislike, you know, you cannot say, oh, well, in the you can have this one because we got on a menu or we got on a on a board as a special of the day. That's not uh, that's not happening. This is not uh, you're not allowed basically to do that. Uh, do you understand? As a chef, as a person, uh, you have got to be uh, really open, really open minds. If you want to uh, be a great person, a great chef, a talented and uh, longevity in the world, you have to be extremely open and listen. Listen because uh, it's important to develop yourself today, tomorrow, and in, in the future. Obviously, for each family, is different from anyone else, okay? So if you change family, if you change private household, you know, of course, you have to bring with you uh, what you uh, uh, achieve. There are, of course, days where uh, and time where you make the same mistakes or something is not good. When something is not good, you have to uh, not find an excuse because I do believe in a life if you start to find excuses all the time, you're a failure. Okay, you have to take that, you know, and make sure the next time is the great resort you can get. It's a sort of uh, sort of as well of a target, you know. We have to become uh, uh, a great chef. You uh, first you have to be tough for yourself. You have to criticize yourself. Because otherwise you uh, you will never get uh, on that that point. You know when you do something good, end of the day, say, well, I done it. It's on my duty to do good. That is my my duty. You wake up in the morning. Sometimes you have to wake up early, early because you need to find uh, some excitement. Because uh, sometimes working in a private household as a chef, it, it might be a little bit uh, you know repetitive. It might be a little bit uh, boring to do perhaps the same things, but the trick, the, the tips is, you know, uh, make yourself, you know, better than what you were yesterday and uh, go to work with some new, fresh idea, ideas uh, that make you, you know, wake up an early, one hour early from the bed, say, well, I've got to go there because I'm going to propose uh, this new ceviche, an example, okay? New things, you have to uh, go there, you know, uh, with a full knowledge of uh, of what you can uh, really want to do and what you can achieve. Of course, you know, you know, you're never going to get uh, uh, a Michelin star or Rosette or something like that. But you have to work for uh, something, for at least uh, very well done. The dish, the food, it was exceptional. This is the achievement you receive. If you instead you say, oh, well, but this, uh, this dish was a bit like that, like that, you know, they didn't like it, you know. The first thing you say is, how can I make it better? How can I improve it? How would you like it? Because otherwise, you know, uh, uh, you become, you know, small minds. Small 
same person, small mind person, uh, discuss gossips and you say, uh, okay, it's really no caring. You have to be uh, a great mind, great mind where you can share ideas, you can share projects, you can share a great solution with the, the rest as well of the teamwork. Because in household, you know, the teamwork is vital, you know. I help in-house manager to uh, unload the car with the luggage, for example. And uh, But this is because uh, there is respect, important, very important respect. And then obviously because uh, I might need somebody one day if I got to five people and I'm alone in, in, uh, in the kitchen. So like this is why you're a very, very good chef, because you've got no ego. You're still incredibly passionate about what you do. You appreciate the concept of teamwork. You're, you, you get that you need to cater to your principles. You like everything you've just sort of said is what everybody listening be like. That's what I want my chef to be like. My chef comes in with a late, with a bad attitude, moaning all day long, no good ideas. And like you said, everything just there is just everything you've said makes so much sense, but you'd be surprised how few chefs have that mentality. That's why you're a very good chef, just so you know. A lot of private chefs that don't think like that. You're flattering me now. I'm absolutely flattering. You're currently working in a private household, and obviously you travel a little bit with the family between the UK, France, wherever they go. Sounds fabulous. How long have you been in private households for? Because I assume you were in restaurants before then. Yes. Uh, uh, well, I'm uh, full-time, let's say, completely 100% in private households since now five years. You know, it's not a massive time, but it is good. To, well, it is good. It is absolutely good. It also still counted. I do believe uh, the private chef needs to got to have a, a really long and strong experience in restaurants and or hotel, or even uh, some nice, lovely gastropub. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I love it, of course, because you got to understand that uh, oh, when you are really busy, or can you achieve, or can you supply the best service? So a private chef, which he never had experience long experience, I would say, in uh, hotels or, or restaurants, okay? I don't know about that. I do believe uh, you've got to be already strong in these places and then go there and share what you, uh, the organization, the managing as well of the rest of the, of the team. Because uh, even there, if you got another chef, which uh, sometimes it can be better than you, you know, you have to be clever and smart to uh, work with him, not obstaculating, because uh, one thing you can uh, learn a lot, okay, and you will help, you know, to carry on this job. And then when you will leave the job, you know, you got the right experience, the strong shoulder to face it and to take the responsibility to manage, you know, it can be a villa, it can be a yacht, it can be a chalet, it can be everything. You've got to be ready, you know, and focus, uh, regardless what the size of the kitchen can be. I work in a private household where the kitchen was bigger than my flat, and I work in a chalet and uh, uh, yeah, where the kitchen was absolutely tiny. So in this case, you have to say, okay, that's it, no problem, we sort it out, we make it. Of course, when the, depends as well on the size of the kitchen it can be, then you can organize your menu because you don't want to complicate yourself. You don't want to struggle because you want to impress. You have to impress with the calm and for what you really can do because sometimes, you know, this kind of kind of things of uh, uh, impress with beautiful dishes, all this foam, all these kind of things. Yes, it's amazing. It's beautiful. They love it. Can you do it? 
you've got the, uh, uh, the time and the space to do it. So you've got to uh, rea- realize the reality. And uh, before, of course, yes, I did loads of restaurants and hotels, mainly in, uh, in Mayfair. Uh, I would say uh, the best place that I worked in was the uh, Red Carnation Hotel. The Chesterfield uh, in Berkeley Square in uh, in London, where I'm still got a great great connection with uh, the chef and the actually now uh, a pastry chef because it's important to hold the bridge nice and, and firm and uh, never burn it. Of course, you know. And uh, there, uh, yes, uh, uh, with the chef Ben, uh, uh, he teach me, he show me the real life of the uh, of the kitchen. That's why I say the private chef needs to pass from that path first. Because when you got to do 80 people, 70 people or whatever behind the stove, when you go to a private household, you know, you are more confident and more capable, capable to do it. Sometimes I'll do 20, 25 people by my own. And we do loads parties as well. So uh, I don't know. And I say to the, my principal, oh, thanks for the opportunity. Because, uh, you know, you keep myself, my brain, uh, my brain busy. That is. Then, uh, of course, you have to uh, research. You have to be curious of yourself. You know, we have to always look for something you can uh, propose for the following day and new things. And then, another thing, especially in these days, chefs need to adapt to many allergies, too many different varieties of uh, cuisine, all this, uh, you know, can be vegans, uh, can be uh, low carb dietary. You know, you've got to really adapt in these days because, you know, otherwise, uh, if you were uh, straightforward for your uh, your street, your route, you know, you don't go anywhere else. You need to take some time, you know, you have to go left, you have to go right, just to check where the world is going, what else you can make it, you know, to improve yourself, to make it yourself better. And the, because this is a kind of service that private chef can do. You know, if you are focused just on uh, meat and fish and pasta, your uh, expectation is a bit narrow. But if you, you know, you know a bit more on uh, uh, vegetarian, you know a bit more on veganism, you know a bit more on different kind low uh, low carb or gluten free, you got more chance to be added as well. That's it, and you can apply, of course. But the restaurant and the hotels or the pubs, let's say, is a must. It's really, really, really important after to become a, a, a private chef. Yeah, there's a lot to sort of learn. And as you sort of said, if you've done it on a bigger scale, you're just much more confident in the house. And otherwise, I, I do see chefs come. They don't go through the restaurants. They do a few chalets, go into private households. They find six adults and four kids very stressful, which they shouldn't. And they, uh, I know you're laughing, but true. And but also they don't have an they don't have an understanding of sort of like provisioning, ordering, budgeting, menu writing. I am in awe of chefs, by the way. Private chefs, I'm in awe of because, firstly, just cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner plus all the snacks plus all the dietary requirements for the entire family. That in itself, I think, is a huge amount of work under under a lot of pressure, often an open plan kitchen with kids running around and the dad barking and the mum getting struck. So there's a lot to do. But then on top of that, you are also menu writing, catering for certain events, doing your own shopping, unpacking, sorting out the fridge, keeping your kitchen clean. I just think it's a huge amount of work. If there's a household, and it normally they only have one private chef with one chef, and then obviously it's a dinner. I just think it's a lot. And I think, you know, people who work front of house, their jobs are also challenging, but at least they're part of a team. So at least they can like rally around each other, support each other, 
all the rest. But like, you're very much alone in the kitchen if you're one of the only, if you're the only chef there. So I just think it's such a high pressure job. It's a high pressure job, yes. I do believe every every job it can be, but uh, as you correctly say, it's not just a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The planning of the menu, so you obviously, uh, you know, you do two, three days in advance the menu, and the selection of the suppliers, which is important, especially if the family has got a project. So you've got, that's why, you know, the experience in hotel and the restaurant is vital because at the end of the month, they ask you for a gross profit of the GP. So you, if you got, you know, if you need to sell an additional 14 quid, so you've got to put on a plate, you know, at least that food it will cost you about three quid or two pounds. So you've got to be uh, smart and clever, you know, to find that product, which it cannot exist that uh, that amount to receive, you know, a good percentage by the end of the month, especially a big company will require that. And uh, but let's say 90% they don't have budget in a private household, but they check, of course, because obviously if they make money, it doesn't mean they're going to waste it or throw it in a, in a bin. And that's, I learned a lot with the family I'm working, uh, well, I was working uh, just finished uh, previously. And this is very important. It, it does mean that, these people, they got, you know, they got a life, they got experience in these kind of things. So sometimes, uh, in small, I believe, not just myself, five o'clock in the morning, I'm on Bill's Gate Market to buy fresh, nice fish. And this doesn't cost a lot, from, you know, if you go to the fish markets around the Mayfair or central London. I don't know how many people, how many chefs does, you know, oh, well, that's once a week, of course. It's not uh, that, you know, massive... Uh, Killer routine, but you know, to go uh, and be get the market, uh, wake up at four o'clock because you have to be there at five, five thirty, and uh, is uh, it does mean you have to be a chef. Chef is even, even that okay. And uh, we can always say, oh, well, they are loaded, they got millions, things like that. It's not working like that, you know. Uh, we have to respect that uh, their money because their money pays you your wages in the end. And as we all know, wealthy people are actually very careful with their money and would like to get as much as possible for as little as possible. We all know that. You've worked in some fabulous hotels. We've talked before about it. I noticed previously you've worked at Borgo and Naxia, which people may not know of. I know very, very well. I've said that myself a couple of times. Amazing, amazing places, even though I think you were doing private chefing there. Now you've been in private households for five years. Do you see yourself ever going back to a restaurant environment or do you think you are here for good? Well, let's say uh, I'm going to carry on as a private chef and to try to be uh, the best private chef somebody can ever have. This is the target. This is uh, a big target which has got to be done, otherwise it remains just a dream without goals. And uh, then, of course, you never know in the life. Maybe one day, because I cannot find a, you know, private chef jobs, you know, when I need a job, of course, I will go back and not sell in the restaurant. But this is a, a really remote thing, you know, depends on my state or my circumstances. Of course, you never know in the life. But uh, the next steps, as I said to you before, is, of course, yes, to carry on in a private household, you know, when you know, even for them, you know, to be proud, to say to their friends, well, I got a great private chef. That's is that's is the achievement, you know, you've got to, uh, to have. Special for them to be proud, to invite, you know, guests and uh, people because they know you will cook, you know, a great meal and you're going to have a great service because the relation between uh, the chef 
the buckler and the rest is absolutely important. You know, you, you collaborate, you know, we say, well, you know, of course you'll have the meetings to explain them, you know, what sort of menu is going to go there. Are going to plate enough? You know, which plates we're going to use? All that kind of things. You know Sometimes you have to serve. The chefs need to serve sometimes and I'm absolutely happy. When I to serve, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, because it's the impact you got, the relation. Of course, then we're going to say about, I'm going to say something about the relation between the principals and the, and the chef. You know, because you can explain, you know, what is actually in the, in the plates, how you done it. It's something, you know, they can, uh, they can appreciate. But the, uh, uh, the relation between the private households and the the principles. Sometimes I went in the places where I never met, you know, I never saw the, the, the principles, of course, you know, and in some houses, you know, there was a little bit more, uh, more open. It's just a uh, good morning, madam, good morning, sir, how are you? Things like that. You see, you don't go over, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, take, uh, you know, new conversation, things like that, unless, you know, they ask you something. Need to be really extremely uh, uh, formal. You have to be extremely, you know, polite and uh, not too invasive. And as I say, as experience, which is important, you know. And uh, that's is uh, another tips, you know. Uh, be professional, you know. The talent, the attitude, the attitude, you know, is that. You know. I've had a chef on before, and actually, I think he said an interesting thing as well, because he was saying, to be a good private chef, you need to be very good at like inspiring yourself and keeping yourself motivated with learning new things and trying new recipes. Because he he basically, he went into private chefing, but he actually, on purpose, goes back to restaurants every now and then, because he struggles when he's on his own to get the inspiration to develop new ideas. And when he's in a kitchen he gets all of his inspiration from the chefs around him. They can play around all the rest. So it's really important for him that he goes back to kitchens every now and then to keep himself developing with new ideas because he's not very good at doing it himself. And that's quite a good thing. But if you don't want to go back to restaurants and you're a private chef and that's all you want to do, I think it's really important that you're mindful that you are able to continue keep developing as a chef, pushing yourself, trying new recipes. But I can imagine some people without people around them may struggle to learn new things. Um, you touched on it earlier. And you're obviously quite good at that yourself. It's another way, of, of course, yes, uh, and it's good idea to be do to do that. This is depends, of course, of the person, is the personality. But uh, I wouldn't disagree with him, to be honest with you. I would not disagree. I got a different uh, way, you know, uh, when I found, you know, some good recipe or good dish, you know, which it can be on on social or TV or things like that. You know, uh, I tried to make it. I tried to make it as a, sometimes as a my way, all that kind of things. So and then I, I propose, and then we we um, we started the, the dishes, especially with the house manager. Uh, of course, as I said, on what the my principle likes it. You know, I know that a lot of red peppers, so I don't, I don't know what red peppers in, okay. Being inspired uh, every day is, especially uh, when you are a solo chef, let's say, is the key, is absolutely vital. That is, doesn't come, obviously, from the, the sky. That is something, uh, if you uh, really want to be uh, a great chef, a good chef, you have to do these things basically every single every single day. Otherwise, you are just flat battery. You know, uh, it can be repetitive. It can be boring after. And you might hate this job. Do you know what I'm saying? The more active you are, uh, better is uh, for both sides. To say, what do you find are some of your like key challenges when working as a private chef? 
or working with clients of this nature? What do you struggle with? At the moment, not, not much uh, at the moment. So maybe at the beginning, obviously, uh, yes, actually at the beginning, you know, sometimes when uh, a family's got kids, you know, different timing of meal, different time of food, things like that, then it can be a little bit, you know, especially when you start. But then, uh, you know, you get used to it and uh, most of the time, wherever you go, it can be like that. So uh, working in a private household is uh, basically, basically without scaring anybody, yes, I can do it and be super, super flexible. My holidays are around their time off. Even that, if we know the family, they will go away for two weeks uh, in a couple of months, I take my holidays in a couple of months when they are away. I cannot, or we cannot, uh, I think, unless you are another chef next to you on the same team, yes, you, maybe you can do it. But generally speaking, your life is concentrated, it's just around their time. Then it's up to the person, it's up to yourself. If you like it, you stay, you do it. Otherwise, just go. Don't start tomorrow. Don't start to complain or things like that because it's the, it's what you choose basically in the end. Nobody forces you to be there. You know, you are there just because uh, you love it. You love your job and uh, be there for them. It's such a good point because we, I, not often, but you do come across with people that are in work. They, they've accepted a job. They're now doing the job. Obviously, if the job ends up not being what was described, I understand that, but they're doing the job and they're just like, they're moaning about it. And like just like you, I'm like, so you're going to stay, you're going to leave. No, no, I want to get it changed. Well, it's not going to change because that's their life. And they were very clear on what they what they needed. And you said you could do it. Now you don't want to do it anymore. It's up to you to leave then. I'm not going to call the principal and ask him to, to make sure that their dinner's a bit earlier every night because you want to get off in the evening. Like, it's just the most ridiculous thing. The only things uh, can change is... Uh... Uh, definitely know them is yourself. Yeah, of course. Definitely. As you say correctly, if it's not for you, you just go. Otherwise, it can end badly. Your reputation, it can fall apart a bit. You might have a not great reference. And in these, in this industry, the reference are more important than if you go apply for the restaurants because there is more personal. You've got more contact with them. You basically work in their house. Or, or villa or yacht, wherever it is. A private chef, like butler or, or private household staff, is just working for them and their request. Their request, you, got, you, you have to make sure it goes beyond the expectation. If Madame or Sir, or they ask you for, to do something like that, you know, you do it, you do it more than perfectly. You have to achieve a wow everything. That's why, you know, it's not like you go to a restaurant, you can have your stars, your awards, or the best chef of the Southwest, or whatever, things like that. This not happened. This not existed in the private household. So, but in exchange, you can have something else. Even a wow is good. Do you work five days a week or six days a week out of interest? Uh, well, I don't have a days uh, or timing. Uh, depends when they uh, when they require it. That is uh, another thing when they require it. You know, uh, sometimes it can be uh, uh, depends on their schedule, depends on their business. So uh, we receive a rota for a month, but yet again you have to be oh god, I got two days off on the next week until the day before. Don't even plan to do something. Maybe I'm too strict. Maybe I, I don't want to scare anybody to say that. But it's the 
real world, is the real life, let's say, is the real life. So you're going to have your days off. You're going to have your time off. I do sometimes, you know, one week in, one week out, or two weeks out, or two weeks in. Uh, when we go down to San Jose, I mean, I, I did from the 18th of June until the 29th of the July, straightforward, no days off. We know that, okay? We know that. So it's our our responsibility to make it perfect if you go there. If you say, no, I don't want to do a six weeks in a row, don't, don't go. Say, it's not for me. I'm not good enough because it's that. Okay? If you cannot do something because you don't want, you're not good enough. But then in exchange, we've got loads, loads of time off in August. Now we see the next family, which I'm going to find, must be, I presume, is a... Uh, it's different because currently I'm looking for some a new role. So, uh, but yet again, even there, uh, you know, uh, if it's a five days, it's a five days, you know, and uh, days off. Uh, if it's Monday, Tuesday, fair enough. But bear in mind, it can be uh, Thursday and Friday because if they ask you to go Monday and Tuesday, I have to do it. Uh, we not, we cannot be too much, uh, you know, uh, syndical, syndicalist. You cannot say, oh, no, you told me Monday and Tuesday, you know, I'm off. So, nah, nah. Stick the feet on the floor and just do it. His work is a very nice job, you know, and you've got the, uh, the chance to explore new places as well. The pressure and the, the stress, let's say, in the hours, they are much better, in my opinion, than working in a Michelin restaurant or big, big hotel and restaurant. So we have to be a little bit more, you know, grateful sometimes, you know, and very lucky. Then, of course, there are family and family. There are, uh, you know, different sorts of type of uh, uh, religion, if you miss like that. So, but yet again, you know, some family, because or heritage, it's at 10 o'clock evening, but that is on the on food, on the job description. I presume when you did the interview, they, uh, they mentioned something. So, if you accept the job, it's because you can do it. Don't complain and moan after. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just like you're here by choice. Do it, enjoy it, do it well, do the best of your ability, or just don't do it. And that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Absolutely simple. I told you time would go quick, didn't I? I warned you time goes ever quick. We need to wrap up. Before we go and finish up with our quick fire round, which I always finish up with, final question. What's your favourite type of cuisine to cook? Mainly Lebanese, to be honest with you. And of course, you know, I'm quite talented on uh, Mediterranean Italian. Uh, but now uh, I've started to discover new sorts of, of cuisine. But if it's, uh, sometimes we are underrated the British food. British food, I think, is uh, extremely fantastic. They got great resource, great beef, great fish. And of course, depending on the season, some great, great veg, especially during the spring and the autumn in England, you've got something really, really great, 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 great. So, yes, but I mean, my favorite food is, uh, to be honest, is uh, uh, Lebanese, you know, mainly Mediterranean and Lebanese. But this is what I would like to eat. But if I have to cook something, of course, yes, it's going to be uh, some probably, you know, great Italian uh, meal. Favorite food, if they to cook for uh, somebody important, uh, yeah, definitely I will start with the scallops and then beef wellington and uh, the sticky toffee pudding with ice cream, vanilla ice cream. That's it. That's it. Uh, it might be my last meal. <laughs> sticky toffee pudding is definitely my death row meal. I think I thought if that, it was my last meal ever, I'd ask for um, steak and um, sticky toffee pudding for my last meal. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Let's finish up with a quick fire round before we um, take up too much of your time. You've answered a couple of these already. 
Well, actually, I'll change it a little bit. How many years have you been working as a chef for? When did you enter it? When did you even start chefing? Well, I, st- I stepped in the kitchen when I was already 15, cleaning the green beans, peeling the potatoes, like everybody. Now you cannot do it because of the age, but I think we should do it because we can learn discipline. In the kitchen, there are no emotions. Emotions for the bedrooms. In the kitchen, it's a discipline and focus. And that kind of things you have to bring with you on the street. It's a journey, life journey. Yes, you have to start with that, okay? So you have to wash your plates, you have to pop wash, things like that. So yet again, you become a little bit more, you know, firm. Okay, so when you are outside, you know, you definitely, you might not struggle in a life, okay, as long as you've got that kind of thing. So, finish the catering school uh, during the, uh, before the summer. In Italy, it's three months holiday, great, okay? So, uh, my generation, we go to work. Of course, you know, in South Italy, that time, that period, you know, uh, screaming and shout, uh, you know, and this is fine. Okay, well, not fine, but sometimes it was a bit too much. But sometimes then you say, well, it was right, things like that. Uh, and then basically, uh, yes, from the age of 15, um, starting to go, uh, you know, some local restaurant, local pizzeria, all that kind of things, you start from uh, basically from the really, really, really scratch. But it's absolutely important for the, for the future. And uh, we should do that a little bit, you know. Two generations got to do uh, uh, that kind of, kind of things. Maybe less TikTok and more... Uh, yeah, more work. More work. I, I do, I, I believe. I never saw it somebody, you know, becoming a chef following uh, reels or posts or story or things like that. <laughs> Agreed. And you've, been work- and you've been working as a private chef for five years, haven't you? Now it's five years going on, six. Uh, um, I stopped, you know, in, here in UK. I started uh, the first time I became a private chef, let's say, was when I was in, in Puglia, in the Borgognazzi in 2011, where uh, they had this beautiful, uh, fantastic resort uh, in Puglia, which is great, fantastic, and a beautiful county. They asked me to do, uh, you know, some uh, little parts, a little dinner for the people renting uh, the villa. So from there, I switched. And um, I done it a little bit more. Obviously, I was doing a little bit of that and a little bit of uh, carry on on uh, a restaurant and hotel because, of course, you know, I was not sure. I was just make sure, you know, I'm going for the right choice. And then I say, uh, well, uh, it's time now, you know, to become a proper full-time, you know. And uh, at the moment, uh, one of the best choices uh, uh, career-wise uh, I have done. And I really, you know, recommend to uh, whoever wants to do that. Nice. Um, when I came and stayed at Borgogne next year, we did less like tasting experience. And um, at some point in the middle, they take you into the kitchen and you meet the chefs. And I think they show, I think they show you how they make their dessert or something. And we saw something. I was I drank a lot of wine by this point because it's a big menu with a lot of wine. But I thought that was such a nice touch because often if you have tasting menus elsewhere, you just have lovely food. But to go and see the chefs and shake hands with the head chef and I just thought it was such a nice touch. So, so, oh, the whole place is beautiful. Oh, no, it is, uh, it is great. It's beautiful. Obviously, the food in there is really, uh, well, they've got a different restaurant, of course, but uh, they've got the Camini, etc. So, if I have to choose, I've got the, the typical one, uh, more rustic, let's say, but everything is from scratch and uh, is great. is great. And they really, uh, let's say, it was an opportunity, let's say, well, I, 
every experience is an opportunity, I believe. So it was just a few uh, a few months, to be honest. But uh, from there, then I say, well, I start to cry, uh, to cry. Like, because I like to give the, you know, uh, because I've been waiters as well, uh, of course. And, uh, so when I arrived here in the UK, the English was uh, extremely awful. Uh, well, a few words. So you start in there to do a washing up and then you go to work to obviously uh, Pizza Express or Ask or something like that doing the waitering. Jeremy says uh, it's a steps of, of life, especially when you are abroad, when you leave your country and you go somewhere else. Uh, chefs sometimes need to serve and when I serve at the table, uh, I'm extremely happy because obviously is you tell them what's actually cooked, what is on the plates and you can explain better than anyone else because you done it, you know. I do it from the soul, from the really from the from the heart. If uh, if there is a place where I could just put the uh, food on a plate, this is not uh, this is not for me. It's nice as well. Like I feel like the family families like you to come in. They want to see the chef. They want to know from you what you've cooked. And I've hired chefs in the past, especially for the chalets, who are very good chefs, but very just not very confident when it comes to the social skills. And they would be petrified of coming out and seeing the clients. But the people that are confident like yourselves works really well because you can come out and present your food. It's nice for you to see them eating your food and they and they like to meet you. So, yeah, it's great. It's a great part of the job. Just do a couple more of these because I'm conscious of time. What's the most frustrating thing someone in your team can do? Well, here we always did like that. This is the phrase I hate. We always did like that. Yeah, but, you know, if it's not working, I think let's talk about if we can make it better. That's it. We always did like that. Does mean uh, it's really remote... Uh, I don't like it, that attitude. I don't like that opinion. Uh, I think it's just for the people. They will never want to develop themselves. They will never want to grow or make it things a bit better. At least we have to try. If you don't try, you fail anyway. If it goes well, perfect. You've done something great. If it doesn't, at least you tried. What are you not very good at? I'm going to ask her as an Italian bloke. Nothing. I'm good in everything. No, I'm joking. <laughs> No, I was not great on the pastry, but because the family pushed to make more pastry at home. So uh, now uh, I'm extremely confident. I love it so much. So uh, not good enough uh, as a chef, uh, maybe to hold the emotion. Okay, yeah. Final, final question then. What would be, you've obviously given loads of tips throughout this episode, which brilliant to look to young chefs sort of starting out or thinking about it. Um, what would be your top tip? To somebody right now, a young chef, your top tip who is just about to take, do their first private chef job. Right. Okay. Firstly, uh, I would say uh, if you have to do it, do it properly. Simple. Things makes you, uh, you know, for the following day, more, more uh, be more uh, creative, explore, be curious. Sometimes you have to fail. Fail is absolutely important because you know next time you know from where to start and have your dreams, you know, your target. Uh, bigger than what you can even think about it, okay? Because you can work more harder. More harder is the target, more harder is the dreams, okay? Or you work. And B, that's one of the things, when you go, especially in the private household, be a great mind, as I mentioned really early on this interview. Be great mind because you've got, you know, have ideas and share ideas and find the solution. Don't be uh, small mind, uh, because small mind, like Darcy Washington used to say, discuss gossips. And the gossips is not allowed to discuss in a private household. 
that is very, very, very. And then just uh, be confident, learn from whoever is better than you, because there are always people better than anyone else. But don't be jealous, don't be indeed. Just take the tips, just see what is what she or he does and take it up for your knowledge. Well, what a lovely way to finish. Thank you very much for your time. Well, I would like to say hello to everybody. And I would like to say, if I'm allowed, obviously, uh, a few people uh, watching us. And uh, uh, I had experience with uh, uh, loads and loads of agencies of recruitment in Silent. And Silver Swan is the one that really, really helped me for uh, loads of things. And uh, I would like to say thank you very much for all the support you give to the, uh, to the people. Oh, that's so lovely. You are very welcome. We love you very much. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Thank you. And I hope we're going to have another one. Thank you very much, Pekele. Thank you for joining. Told you he's good, wouldn't I? It's just nice when someone's so passionate and so um, knowledgeable as well. Like, so knowledgeable. And as I say, we don't have chefs on it very often. So I think it's really cool um, to get all sorts of different people on and tell their story. So thank you very much once again for joining us. Um, hope you all have a good week coming up. If you need me, you know where I am. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on philippa at silverswanrecruitment.com. And if you're looking for staff or you're looking for work, please come visit our website, silverswanrecruitment.com. And I'll see you all next week. Cheers, guys.